Bless me, Father Thrain. Sind, yes, no. You're very good at that. You shattered the rose window. Well, not to split hairs here, but it was Mr. Hyde who did the shattering. Thirteenth century. Over six hundred years old. I wish you a week in hell for that. It would be a nice reprieve. Don't get me wrong. Your results are unquestionable. But your methods attract far too much attention. Wanted posters. We are not pleased. Do you think I like being the most wanted man in Europe? Why don't you and the Order do something about it? Because we do not exist. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 396. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. What will he do when faced with Beckinsale crotch Dunaway? Hmm, what will he do? <laughs> Thinking. Oh, hi. And thank you for agreeing to meet me in the woods of Transylvania to execute the worst plan ever. Okay. So here's the deal. We're going to tie my brother up over there to that stake in the clearing to lure out the lichen. That's a werewolf or wolf man for you basic village folk. <laughs> By the way, I learned that word, the set of underworld. And uh, in this, I learned this too. Look at my bottom. Look at it. Okay, stop. Stop. Stop looking at it. Where'd you guys get guns anyway? I, I thought you were pitchfork and sickle people. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, because I only brought the one silver bullet. So don't shoot your guns. I repeat, do not shoot your guns. As a matter of fact, just give me the guns. Give them to me. The only harm that you can create with these stupid guns is if you shoot my brother or the elaborate pulley system we have set up. So don't do it. All right, speaking of pulleys, the pulley system is the hottest tech going on in Transylvania today. In fact, we'll be showcasing it in a lot of our movie, Er, Everyday Tragic Lives. So get used to these overly complex and often broken pulley systems, and by the end of this movie, you will beg the devil to never see another pulley stunt again. In the name of God, stop this movie. Uh, very nice. I like that you fixated so really on just one scene. That was good. Well, uh, it was it. Oh my God! I, I literally had to stop the movie. Yeah, no, because it, there it, were so there were so many things that going on there that made absolutely zero sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of plot hole there. A lot of holes. Not just from the gunshots, yeah. Look, it, it all makes sense if you just assume that one of the universal monsters is Tarzan. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. Uh, speaking of which, Randy, don't squint too hard. Those flying vampire ladies ain't got no nipples, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Randy. Hi. I am the very model of medieval monster pursuer. I have information silver bullet and supply holy water. I know the priests of Vatican. I fight the myths historical from Paris to Transylvania in order of incidental. I'm very well acquainted, too, with things cosmotological. I understand hair products, both the simple and remarkable. About these mm -hmm. wigs and wardrobes, I opine the following to wit. 
It's not how much you vanquish. It's how you look while doing it. Oh, oh, oh you are I... the very model of a film sack Modern opener. Me- now, mm-hmm. if you would have sung it, then you would have been a true uh, Rogers and Frankenstein. Uh... <laughs> 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 well done. Uh, and then finally with us, Brian... He done killed all the vampire babies, Ibbit. Yeah. <laughs> Juan Ted. Uh, hello there, and uh, thank you three for applying here at the Monster Hunter Academy. Let me start by taking roll. Uh, Eddie Van Helsing? Here. Okay, good. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Helsing? Here. Easy. <laughs> all right, good. And uh, plain white panel Van Helsing? Here. Okay, good. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, start you guys off with your pop quiz, uh, just to kind of get you caught up here. And, you know, uh, we're going to help you out here. The answer is always C, okay? Uh, no monster hunter left behind. All right, question one. You're being chased by Mr. Hyde. What do you do? A, try and reason with him and turn him back into Dr. Jekyll. B, bullet to the head. Boom, done. C, fire your grappling hook through his body and use it like a Tarzan vine to smash through a 500-year-old stained glass window. See? Very good. All right. Excellent. Uh, question two. You're being chased out of a castle by Dracula and his three girlfriends. What do you do? A, take the back staircase. Uh, Eagle, Igor will show you where it is. Uh, B, holy water bullet to the head. Boom. Done. Yeah. C, fire your grappling hook across a massive ravine. Grab your girlfriend and Tarzan swing across somehow without dragging on the ground below. Oh, C. 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 Very good. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last question. You're a fancy gala hosted by a thousand vampires. Your girlfriend is dancing with Dracula. What no. do you do? A. Decide that the relationship wasn't really going anywhere anyway. B. A thousand bullets to the head. Boom, 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 C, jump backwards off, like, uh, off the Cirque du Soleil trapeze. Use your saw blade to cut a rope while your friend pushes the fire eater over to burn Dracula and drop your girlfriend who has to jump away from the fire while you, Tarzan, swing across the now-empty ballroom to grab your girlfriend from the exact right place and swoop to safety. C! Nailed it! Terrific! Uh, you've all failed. Ropes don't work like that. Those are all trick questions, and good day. However, uh, Tarzan Academy is three miles down the road. Good luck. Oh, good, good, good. That was a good one. Uh, well done. Yeah, that stuff was. Uh, that was like the. Uh, what, uh, what do they call that thing? A Goldberg device? What is it? Uh, what's the- yeah, it's, Rube, a, it's Rube, a Rube, Rube, Rube Goldberg, Goldberg device. Yes. Yeah, every, whole, everything was Rube Goldberg. That party was. As opposed to an Adam Goldberg device, yeah, which is. Right. The TV show. Yeah, called the Goldbergs. <laughs> yes. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Van Helsing. It's um, been a while. 2004. Feels like it's older than that, but uh, that's fine. Uh, special effects wise, I think it looked. Pretty good, but I thought the special effects mm, were amazing. Yeah, they held up. There's, there's a few some that are a little. Of them. Some of it's yeah. fishy. It's, a little fishy. it's 2004. I'm, I'm, I'm grading on a curve here. Come on. Yeah. Like yeah. some of the stretchy face vampire stuff that was going on, where they're, you know, whenever they turn into vampires, it's like their heads stretch out. Yeah. It's a little, so, that's, just, that's just bad. That's just bad. Uh, creature design. That's not necessarily the CG's fault. That's well, not special okay. So this is so this is an important bit of trivia um, that we may as well just get to since we're talking about it. But the folks uh, who did the the very complicated and sort of monster effects software for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only movie since. Well, this was the sorry, not only, but since since the Lord of the Rings films, this was the first to use that stuff. And yeah. so I think it showed in a lot of ways. The Dr. Hyde uh, guy looked great. Uh, or the Mr. Hyde, uh, Mate, Dr. Juggler guy. Yeah, he looked real good. Um, yes. That looked as good as anything you see today. I thought that uh, the werewolves looked pretty good, especially the first one. 
uh, that was like leaping out of the trees and and uh, for the scene that Brian was talking about. But the werewolf itself was really rad. And, um, you know, generally speaking, a few things here and there. But there was also a lot of morphy stuff like the faces, like him turning into a bat, clothes that, you know, turn into skin. Like it just looked morphy, you know. Yeah, there was one scene where Dracula and his two remaining girlfriends jump back into a wall uh, as you're leaving the Dracula castle. Like you're, you're walking, it's kind of like you're, the camera's panning back and they're like, zhloop, and yep. then they kind of morph into the wall for some dumb reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they're hanging out in there. That's like a little stasis yeah. field or something. That was really weird. Yeah, something. But well, uh, are you trying to use reason on this movie? Well, you don't bring re- you don't bring reason to I this wish, movie. I wish I would leave that in the car, just like your girlfriend. This is Steven Summers. <laughs> this is a this is a director, producer, and writer who's known for some fun, adventure kind of things. He did the first Mummy, uh, yeah. which was a good time. I think the second Mummy wasn't Very great, good. but uh, whatever. You know, he does stuff like this, and I think everybody thought they had a franchise on their hands, and they and they've said as much. Like the plan was to. Blow everybody's mind here, and then you move on to the next one and hunt down the other, you know, whatever new monsters yeah. you were going to do. Yeah, they were, they were definitely, they were, Universal has tried this a few times, and most recently, once again, the mummy kicked it off. And every time they end these movies with this question mark, more to come, <laughs> believe it, yeah. until the box office comes in and the reviews come in, and they go, eh. That's the thing. They they had Hugh Jackman. They had a you know an infinite supply, right? You can just resurrect right. anybody you want in this universe right. anytime. Yeah. But they didn't have a good starting film, so why who you know who's gonna call for a sequel? Right. There's no yeah. they didn't make enough money, like why would they they go for it? It's the same with this current attempt to do things with the Universal Monster stuff is you know if that I thought it did okay money wise, didn't it? No, it, uh, it, it did. budgeted at one sixty, and then it made three hundred. It yes. did poorly. Well, yeah. okay, it Double. may have it may have made up whatever it needed to make up, but it did it not doubled. do what they needed. Yeah, look, they're looking for a Marvel sized monster here. That's what they, they want, want, right? Exactly. They want MC. They want monster uh, cinematic. Universe, <laughs> yeah, the basically. MCU. They want their own MCU. <laughs> yeah. Very good. But uh, it didn't really happen. So. Uh, you know, Stephen Summers is fine as a director. I think he handles this stuff just fine. Hugh Jackman, kept Kate Beckinsale, uh, Richard Roxborough—they're all actors I like. I like him in other things. Uh, Richard Roxborough, specifically, a uh, big fan of his work in um, Moulin Rouge. He played the snidely rich guy that came and was trying to decide whether he was going to fund snidely Moulin Rouge. Guy. <laughs> He's fantastic in that movie. And he would only, yeah. remember by the end, he would only do it if uh, uh, what's her name would sleep with him or whatever. Hey, look, just, I'm going to be, can I just say before we get too far in, I, I am going to be critical of this movie because there's a lot to be critical about, but I'm going to say at the end of the day, no matter what I say, I still like this no, movie and I enjoyed I it. I kind of I enjoyed it. I have to make an admission here too. I saw it in theaters and thought I hated it. I kind of yeah. didn't mind it last night. I did okay. Like, wow. well, it's not, this is not my favorite movie by any stretch of description, no. but it was all right. kind of sound, Dunaway sounded like he was under torture though. Like, okay, <laughs> but no matter what I say. There's so much to criticize. So I, I have to criticize the bad parts, but I also am I'm I'm really good at turning my brain off. See, but, I'm which, okay if there's a movie like this that is uh breaks the laws of physics and is goofy yeah. and a thrill ride and that sort of thing, but at least it's fun. This was all that but not fun. Mm. It wasn't fun. Mm. Yeah, it did thing. it did lack some I, of the fun that I wanted out of it. I feel like we often have this discussion where Brian Dunaway is saying, if the, if the people making the movie, if their heart's in the right place, if I can get what they're trying to do, 
then I'm going to forgive mistakes and so on. Right. And it's like, I get that. And that's great. Like when a film is directed at you, right. When it's like for you, whatever your classification is, but this movie just, I, I don't know. It, 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 I don't, it, it I, there were so many times when I was like, I'm going to skip forward here. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of felt that way with all the dialogue scenes. Cause all of them were just inconsequential and dumb, uh, really not worth anything. Mm. And then, the fun I should be having with the action scenes I'm not really having because part of me is like, this is mostly artificial and nobody's really doing anything. So why should I be excited? And and yeah. gone are the days where I was impressed by somebody reaching their hand through a mirror and finding out you can go through on the other side. Like, <laughs> right. And they make that yeah. seem so, they seem that so, they make it seem so dramatic. I'm like, guys, come on. It's like the oldest trope in the book. You just go through. Let's not mess around here. And pretend yeah. like this is some amazing thing no one's seen in cinema before. Like, yeah, and this, by the way, that thing you're describing yeah. was the uh, was the thing that uh, Beckinsale's dad. She described it. He used to stare at that that map for hours, looking for Dracula's right. lair. Yeah, like right. Right. you think it's going to spontaneously appear? Like, oh, yeah. it's been right here on E7 the whole time. Yeah. Dracula's lair. Well, I just didn't he see didn't. It. E7. It was so. It was so. It was so thin. Okay, a lot of this stuff is. Oh, there's so much foreshadowing in this film. This is so easy to see. They're they're playing with your emotions, which are none, but they're trying to play with your emotions by, you know, letting you know that by the time you get to the end and and Kate Beckinsale's character, Anna, uh, dies, that she never got the opportunity to go to the ocean. She I mean, they're just like, she should, they're yes. setting these little things along the way. You're like, oh, I see where this is going. I yeah. see where this is going. But you know what? I, I, as stupid as it was when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, he, you know, for... You know, all of his life he tried to figure this out, but he didn't have this piece. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Right. He didn't have, he didn't have this, love. It was the entire answer. Uh, yeah, I felt played with. <laughs> Why have but, I been wearing this ring for the last 35 <laughs> right. years? The right. thing, but the, once again, I think they were setting up a lot of things for sequels. Yeah, they, and were, so they were. And she probably, up. she probably wasn't, you know, dead in the traditional sense. She probably had some. There's yeah. some plan to bring her back. Oh, I don't know. Resurrect her out of the clouds. Oh yeah. my god! The oh the clouds, clouds right. dude! Shit! <laughs> oh, that was miserable. Okay, I had a funny experience in this movie actually, and it's it has to do with Randy. So, Randy, I'm. This is a fun story. You're gonna enjoy this. Uh, I this is the first time I can even actually remember this in a film sack movie, but as I would watch it, and certain things would happen, like the face in the cloud. Or the fact yeah, that she was yeah. thrown through a building and tumbled to the ground and should have died from that, but nope, only died later when a werewolf got too close uh, or whatever he did to her. Uh, when I'd see these moments, I could, I swear, I could tangibly hear Randy Jordan go, uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> "All of that for a sound effect." Well done. Yeah, just right? like oh, a, but, uh. but accurate, one hundred percent accurate. Just uh, like that, it, like kind of uh, well. uh, uh, that sort of thing. I. I actually kind of liked getting into this universe where people can like fall 200 feet and land and live and so on. Like, <laughs> right. No, seriously. Yeah. I Not felt land and live, but get up and keep fighting. Yep. <laughs> no, I felt like that was, that was kind of okay because I had been given this reason to believe that most people are actually monsters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like they have such supernatural abilities that, I get just like, oh, okay, so he's actually a monster or he's going to become one or whatever. They're like so the, fast and loose with those I love, rules, though. Those rules seem to be very liquid here because like he, when he's bitten, I understand when you become a werewolf, now you're a werewolf, but he get, has all this in-between power. When when was that canon for lichen 
and uh, and stuff. Uh, yeah, that that's kind know. of they they kind of played it here, but they played it really loose, and they didn't really explain it other than to say, yeah, you know, he's gonna have some stuff. Yeah. And plus, plus we don't really know if Van Helsing is actually you know human or if he really is the thing that they're you know pretending that he is. He's something beyond that. So we're we're never quite sure. Well, but, yeah. I mean, he's he's the angel Gabriel, I guess. That's the that's the tease. Yeah. Well, in the book, in so, the not the book, but the legend of Van Helsing, he's he's a different name. It's like uh, Abraham is his name. Right, right. So I don't know why they changed it other than maybe to hint at that. The idea that he's a, you know, immortal. He's himself. the left. He's the left hand of God. <clears throat> yeah. So, he may, he may yeah. not understand. He may not know that. And maybe we're supposed to just be hinted at it. And perhaps a sequel would have, you know, taken as close. I, I actually like some of the lore that they were they were digging into. They just never got to it. This was already a two hour movie. This is one of the reasons why I get so mad at the Universal uh, I, I've gotten mad at Universal for trying to reboot this thing so many times. Every time they do, they try to do what they did when they, they were at their height, yeah. which was combine all the monster movies. But how they started was introducing one monster at a time. Yeah, right. And, and focusing. And and even the most recent Mummy, I was so mad when they just started throwing in, just like, oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. I'm like, oh, just. Tell us one Dude. story, yeah. then spoilers. bring it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers! What you haven't seen the mummy? That's like two years old now. <laughs> the uh, the uh, and you're not gonna something I wanted to mention right. about the uh, the the Mr. Hyde, Doctor Jekyll, Mr. Hyde bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a pretty good cold open. Actually, I think that was pretty strong. Um, for the most part, yeah, yeah. It had some issues, yeah. but I think what I really liked was Robbie Coltrane's voice for Hyde. I think Reserve. he nailed it. So, so oh, nice, yeah. nice job, Hagrid. Well done. I don't um, like the whole, you know, you cut off Mr. Hyde's arm and then it shrinks to Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. weird. That's weird. It's like yeah, it be- I didn't at that get- point, the movie was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't right. understand. <laughs> I, I always thought that Mr. Hyde is just Dr. Jekyll's alternate personality. I don't need him to also be this expansive monster. Right. right. Yeah, but here's the almost thing. Like, he's not almost like Hulk or something, right? Well, but this is what's yeah, crazy. I mean, he's a, not he's not a, a universal monster at all. That like that's a weird right. uh, offshoot nod to a thing that's not connected oh, to the universal really? monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he so normally if you're saying, well, this or, or if their goal was like this is the universal monsters together again. That does not include Dr. Jekyll. He's never a part of that. And so the right. fact that they had him in here, it feels natural. Like, it's fine. It totally does. I, I, That's something that surprised me. I thought that that was one of the universal. I guess not, right? No. They had the mummy. They had... Uh, right. Yeah, who are we missing in here? We're missing Mummy, and we're missing Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon, right? Oh, Creature from the Black Lagoon was also universal, yeah. yeah. And who was the other one you just said? You just said another one. Uh, the Invisible Man. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yes, The Invisible Man. Yeah. And if you I miss all there. that... <laughs> he was there. He was there the whole <laughs> right. time. He was just naked. If you're if you're missing that, then just uh, go watch Hotel Transylvania. Because, yeah, that's a uh, better movie. That's a way better movie. <laughs> By the way, Scott, uh, I haven't seen it, but I hear that Russell Crowe played Dr. Jekyll in last year's... Uh, yeah, and mommy. he was, and wasn't it, that was supposed to be the first he spinoff? Was, wasn't that the deal? A well, little bit? yeah, and he was actually going to be the equivalent of uh, Nick Fury in the Marvel films. Basically, he, yeah. Doctor oh, Jekyll, right. was going to be the leader of this kind of cabal of people who are gathering all these monsters together. Stop so. It. He, Stop it! It's true. You're not the Avengers, okay? Yeah. Totally. That's what they were going for, though. Yeah. No, re- think of it as any other huge thing that's gotten huge. Everybody wants to chase it, and Universal's just going about it the wrong way. Like, honestly, just make some good, scary yeah. monster movies, 
and people will like your movies. Like that's what you want. You Man. don't need to try to become a thing. It's like you know what it reminds me of. It's like World of Warcraft comes out and every other MMO suddenly feels like World of Warcraft. Well, it's just because right. they're chasing a mm-hmm. thing that they think is the formula and they forget that maybe they could do their own thing and come up with something rad. Like right. Frank- that's what this feels Frankenstein's- like. I would just I just fall back to Frankenstein's monster or maybe maybe tie up with Bloomhouse and uh let them just make something that is super horrific and scary because the story itself, if you really go back to Mary Shelley's original story, oh, yeah. is just is this is this so full of of questions and it could be so deep and you'd have a you'd have something that you could build from. Then you could get goofy. How do we feel about but, uh, the Robert De Niro one? Are we where, where are we? I, I actually I actually liked it. It was very dark. It was it was very brooding. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly like uh, the book, more or less. Yeah. Well, it was area, it was but, called Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Unchained. So yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. I thought there was an Unchained or something too. Like there a, was. More oh recent. yeah, they, Frankenstein they, Unchained. Yeah. There's been a few of those over the last couple of years. It's very. You know, Kenneth Branagh was he involved in one of them, or am yeah, I imagining he, that? Mary Shelley's? He was uh, he directed, he was the, and he was okay. the doctor. Right? right, that's right. Okay, yeah, he was a big part of that. But then this newest one, the one that the Unchained thing, I think is a yeah, whole yeah. separate deal and yeah. probably really bad. Yeah, yeah, probably something this, we'll watch here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I've watched it. It's, I look forward this to this movie it. right here. Was also at the time when everybody thought you were supposed to do every kind of media around a big film, like. We're going to have a video game, and we're going to have a comic series, and we're going to have a, a slot machine game, and so on. Yeah. yeah. And run down to Taco Bell and get the Van Helsing Mountain <laughs> Dew. Extra value meal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Comes with a grappling hook. That, you right. know. <laughs> they even do movies anymore where they don't have uh, a title card or any credits till the end. That, that's yeah, what- this was, yeah. And that was really jank, if you ask me, because what it did was it put all this, it made the end credits nine minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, I was a beast. Like, Holy crap! Yeah. Well, how does that I, how, work? I didn't think that 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 if you put people's names in the beginning of the film, you didn't need to put them at the end. I figured you put everybody at the end, and then you just kind of put your big, you right. know, your top your top fifteen people. Well, usually director, that's what they do. Actors, they usually right. do that, but then they'll repeat it because you're the top actors yeah. always get repeated treatment toward the end. It's just this movie had zero anything. There was nothing. There right. was no title. Right. No, there was no name. No Van Helsing. Right. Yeah. right. Which, which is odd because that's never really been a thing. Uh, it was used to be that uh, before you know, Hitchcock's Psycho, you had all the credits up front. Almost everything was up front, and then you would run through. And that started making moviegoers where they were kind of like, well, I don't want to go to the first part of a movie because who cares about the first 10 minutes? It's going to be a bunch of nothing but stupid credits. Yeah. And so right. since then, we've, we've kind of we've jumped into the action a little faster. We usually still have opening credits. This one had practically nothing, just had a couple of uh, you know universal uh, intro stuff and then straight to the black and white action. Well, I played, um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and... Um, this is one of the first times I remember this in the game. A lot of games have late title cards. It's not that unusual, but they don't give you anything until you're done with this first island in Greece. And it was like three and a half hours of gameplay. Oh, and wow. I get done and all of a sudden it pans out and goes, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm playing a video game with a name. I'm like, whoa. Three and a half hours. Experience, yeah. I had that experience with Destiny 2. Not that exact experience, but like, the opening you're supposed to just run through. Oh, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm like stopping and seeing if I can pick anything up and I'm looking <laughs> right. around. Right. It, it was hours before I got through right. the loot, loot games. To spend 10 minutes on. Loot games have ruined us. Like, I, I yeah. you can, if you give me a straightforward game where I'm not meant to check every corner for something, I still check every corner. 
I'm still checking everything. Totally. Like, oh, can I destroy that barrel over there? Oh, no, I can't. Okay, what about this? Uh, they, they wouldn't put a crate oh. in a game that I couldn't destroy and get something out of, <laughs> in fact, right? it no, annoys no. me. It annoys me when a game doesn't let me just open everything. I mean, I'm not looking for Skyrim level, but like where everything is openable. But, you know, I want I want something. <laughs> Give me some treasure, man. I need something. It's I've, RPGs have ruined me. I've been ruined. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so here's some interesting facts about this film uh, where they filmed it. Uh, this is where Van Helsing and Anna fight Dracula's three wives. And it was the same place where Frankenstein from 1931, Dracula from mm. 31, and the Wolfman from 41 were all filmed. Uh, this set is called The Court of Miracles and is part of the studio tour at Universal Studios Hollywood, which I've never oh. seen. But um, I've been on that tour, but I don't think it was part of it then or something. But It's funny. Um, just did that tour almost a year ago. Uh, Tristan and I did that instead of Disneyland before BlizzCon. And did, so you, we, did you see it? Was the, did yeah, you see the horror saw. stuff? Yeah. It, yeah, you see the that and the psycho house and all that stuff. It's really cool. Did you go? Oh, this is where that cow got picked up and thrown. No, no, no. Sadly, <laughs> I didn't remember my Van Helsing. For- <laughs> don't, you, don't you love that scene though? I loved it. I uh, like the uh, I like the harassing <laughs> bat ladies scenes. They're fine. Right. They're fine. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it was fun. It, it, I I like the favorite. fact that the go ahead. I, it's my favorite scene in the film because. Yeah. Uh, like there's a lot of little reasons, but for one thing, it's brightly lit, and I can tell what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, mean, I liked it because we 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 were. I liked it because it was another uh, reminder that in in film, uh, we always are more concerned about animals than we are humans because you know mm-hmm. we're we're draining humans, doing all this stuff. But before we leave this scene. We gotta let you know that the cow was okay. Yeah. Moo. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We don't care about the guy who fell into the well or whatever. Right, right. Who cares? Oh that cow's all right. Yeah. Right. He's fine. He's fine, folks. Always and fine. And he says moo. He literally he <laughs> so yeah, he great. Goes, and then gets thrown in there. Yeah. All I thought of is someone's gonna have to clean that up, dude. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll another say I, aspect steaks for Man, everyone we, just, we both want to talk you go this <laughs> way no okay i was just gonna say i was gonna get into the actors because i thought i thought even though these actors were depressing i loved uh i love who they picked for these roles sure uh and i think richard roxburgh rossberg was uh amazing no as, no no uh, no no, no, no wait define amazing define that i word. thought yeah. i thought I thought he was physically where it needed to be, and I think his accent was a little bit over the top occasionally. Yeah. But I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed his portrayal because that is such a classic uh, character that to make it your own is really hard. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. We, I just so don't think many... he succeeded at it at all. And I like this guy. I've I seen him. In, I've I seen him in fun. many things. I like him in Moulin Rouge, just being one of them. He's a fantastic right. actor. He met his wife on the set of this, one of the vampire wives. They got married. Uh, oh, be- really? Beautiful Italian lady, yeah. Uh, about 20 years younger than him. But anyway, whatever. They're still together. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, like it seemed like a good time for that guy. But, oh, man, it's just too over the top. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't well, I, I wouldn't blame him. We want him you to sound that. like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> one, two, right. three beautiful wives with wings. <laughs> like that. Now, he started off real heavy in the movie with that accent, and it kind of faded over time, but it wasn't super abrupt. 
so I, I thought it was okay. I thought that played well. I'll really tell you what uh, David Wenham, who played Carl, oh, I love Fire him. Carl. Yeah, I love that. That was such a fun. That was such a fun character. All right, so I, just real quick here, don't forget Faramir from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. Yep. And uh, also uh, patched up eyeball guy from Three Hundred that narrates Three Hundred. Yep. Yeah, he's. Yep. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who actually did watch the first season of Iron Fist, uh, R.I.P. Yep. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, he was the the. Uh, the leader of maybe the bad guys, but he was kind of a good guy, but he was kind of based on Trump because he had kids that were kind of like right. Donald Jr. and Ivanka, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah, that seemed a little, anyway. un, a little, a bit of a veiled poke at the Trumps. A little sure. bit, right. yeah. yeah. A little bit. Veiled and poke. I'll sit. Go ahead, Randy. You know, this is your I, turn. It's time. your turn. I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> Raise like, your hands. <laughs> I couldn't stand that it was like, I am Gabriel Van Helsing. Uh, following up on the story of Dr. Victor Frankenstein, I'm going to hunt Count Vladislaus Dracula. And who is this? Carl. Yeah. Carl. <laughs> That's what I loved about him. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. Carl. Carl was Q, basically. Right? Yeah. It's no, that, that was the thing. With you. That was exactly what I wanted to bring up. I'm so glad you mentioned this. It is yeah. the priest is M. Faramir is Q. Yes, it oh was. my gosh. And yeah, he is was. James Bond. Like it's it's that template. They tore it. They ripped it right. off. It bugged me. I was me. curious really about that. Is, catch that. No kidding. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because they they toured the weapons facilities and well, you know, showed that the part I connected things. to Q, but did not yeah. connect the, uh, the the priest of Zaman, which is brilliant. Yeah, right. he's just like the guy who's in charge, who's super aggravated because because oh, yeah. Bond keeps Boy. breaking the rules. I'm sorry, Van Helsing. You pay keeps attention, Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you saying that Kate Beckinsale's character is? A modern Bond girl yes. who also fights? Yes. Duh. It's a Bond girl who has a turn of heart later on, but ends up dying tragically. And James Bond just has to stoically ride off and do his next adventure. It's the same movie. Like, it's a Bond movie. And I don't and think. his grappling that... hook is Money Penny. Yes. Yeah. Money, <laughs> money Penny, yeah. the grappling hook. I felt the same way. And I, I want to ask, though, because I was curious when I was going through it. I'm like, oh, we've seen this so many times. I'm like, oh, this is such a James Bond thing. And then I started thinking about it. Is James Bond the first time we've seen where that kind of formula really is put together where, you know, you got the weapons expert and you have to kind of go through the different weapons and stuff. And it's the first one I can think of, but well, uh, that was yeah, the first I mean, one I can think of too. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause everything that, uh, like lampooned it gets smart. I mean, it was all inspired by that and you got that same kind right. of thing. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, you know, stuff like our man Flint or, or, uh, um, have gun will travel may have had stuff like that. I don't know. No, sure. I, well, I know. Um, but even I yes, even the old the travel. old Wild Wild West uh, TV oh show. Oh my god, the Wild West. Yeah, that. But that was a James Bond ripoff. Like it was a yeah, Western, right, right. but here's it's like James Bond. They all have these gadgets and toys, and yeah, I, I right. think you, I think you're probably looking at Ian Fleming as your as your Source originator. Material. Yeah, which yeah. is you know might be kind of cool in the long run to be able to yeah. point to him and go, hey, yo. Like, I, I, that's one of the things I like about, you know, Tolkien. You can look at him and say, you know, all these fantasy tropes that everybody's into. You got to have your elves and you got to have your dwarves and you got to have your stuff and your warriors and whatever. Like, all those archetypes just oozes out of that dude's, you know, typewriter. And then the and then the uh, side trope, the trope alongside that, the parallel trope. Oh, parallel is trope. That parallel of, trope. Is that of... <laughs> fantasy catholicism right oh yeah, yeah. Like, this it. is this is a thing that we we like to like the in reality the catholic church was just this this lumbering collection of people going to church but then right. in in our in our fiction it's it's like full of 
of warriors and spies and yeah. it has all of this this mystery and written and and magic you know mm-hmm. yeah they got mm-hmm. um vision whipping himself in that uh dan brown movie you know, oh right yes yeah what's his now not his, obviously his name isn't vision what's his name paul bettany paul bettany whipping paul himself bettany. Yeah. yeah looking like a uh, looking like an albino yeah they i it's one of my favorite things like i'm was just talking about how i'm in the thick of uh, a new assassin's creed game those games owe everything to that to that fun catholic trope fiction which mm-hmm. is Ooh, we've set up some some Templars, and we also have these other guys, and the Assassin's Creed is in charge. You know, like it's all based on these ancient ideas of of subterfuge and and weird church spy this and that. And there's and there's a group of you know cardinals somewhere, and they're the only ones that know about the secret project. And there's something about that that's really compelling, obviously, because it's in everything. I feel like right. It's in. It would be in plain sight, right? That would yeah. be our. It's like, oh, you'd never suspect. Yeah, you'd never know. That's uh, security by obscurity. Mm. Yeah. It mm. makes you wonder, though, are there people, like, is there a generation of, of Americans, for, interest, for instance, who don't know Catholic uh, Catholic history very well, but they've seen Constantine and they've seen Priest, you know? <laughs> and they're like, they just have... They have no idea that it was it was actually kind of boring the history of this. Right. No, oh, yeah, no. I bet they I bet that that's probably partial at least partially true. I mean, what lends itself well to it is that it's an ancient religion. And because of that, you can just go deep and you can have exorcisms and you can have a million things and blow them way out and big on screen because you have this legacy whereas if this was like I don't know, Scientology It'd be dumb because they don't have the they don't have the legs for it, you know. They don't have the the time that they've invested. I I, I would be interested in seeing that portrayed Scientology like that. I would like to. Oh, Doug, I'd like to see that. Hey, that uh, listen, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I think they did a pretty good job. (laughs) Really, (laughs) they really are trying hard to make us believe that Scientologists rise up to a level where they can go fight crime. Yeah, no, they they do and fly and stuff. They're oh, Zeno, come on, Zeno. Every, all comes back to Zeno. All hell Zeno. Yep. We're going to get some emails. All right. Here's the deal. I There was one thing I really liked in this movie, uh, and it wasn't that the, the Victor, uh, Dr. Victor Frankenstein Stein looked like an accountant. That's not it. Uh, right. What I liked is that the monster, the Frankenstein's monster guy, had yeah. a steam-powered freaking knee joint leg. I loved his steam. Oh, yeah. Everything else but the one leg. Yeah. <laughs> and his heart was all right. That was kind of cool, little Tony Stark-looking yeah, cool. thing. But, the back uh, of his head, the whole... Blah, 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 yeah, blah. that stuff was all right. But his his every time stepping, like a little steam would come out yeah. of there. Oh, yeah, dude. I dig that. That was my favorite. Yeah. May have been my favorite touch. Like, it's not really a major effect or yeah. anything, but... And it was, it was interesting how they... they use the character in the movie too because uh he he through through just dumb lumbering luck he uh he ends up uh basically saving the day uh twice yeah at the end of the mm-hmm. movie when right. you had your when you had your three fights going on which was uh you know it, well, I was thinking Van, of the trope. Van Wolfstein versus Dracula. Right. One of them. <laughs> exactly. <Wolfstein>. So, so <laughs> it's it was it was. I call it. I call it. Uh, fight someone your own size. Yeah. So yeah, you had That's Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, she had, she was over there fighting. You know, a, a wife, a single one by herself. Well, you the, know? the remaining bride. Yeah. Right. Right. Igor was off. He was he was off. Uh, he was taking care of Friar Friar Carl. Mm-hmm. You know, they they both neither one have much of anything. It's yeah. just like they're they're both kind of running around like they got poop in their pants. <laughs> and uh and so 
while I was watching all that, I was watching, I was watching for, cause I was curious. It's like, well, how are they going to, what are they going to make Frankenstein's monster do? Who is he going to be fight your own size? Yeah. And I thought maybe, maybe he's going to fight a whole bunch of the baby vampires or maybe he's going to do, but he kind of just lumbered out and just started falling and just falling and knocking everybody out of the way and just being just a, a big dumb tank, you know, just knocking everything out of mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. And I, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I I right. also felt like the the sub hero of the film the the secondary hero of the film was uh was Frankenstein's monster. Absolutely, it's like like I wanted to get to know him better. Yeah. He was the best part. He bummed he me out though. He was the only part of this movie that I liked, and I loved it whenever they gave him uh dialogue. Right? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear. In a movie that's over the top. Him being over the top actually works. It totally worked. Yeah, yeah it yeah. works. And I'm and I've always been a fan of the. At the end of the day, he's a monster, but really, at the end of the day, he just wants someone to need him. You know, someone yeah, needs yeah. his help. Like I it, just want to exist. There's something about that I like. I can it would have been great if uh, you know Phil Hartman were still with us. He could have played that oh, role perfectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved his role as Frankenstein, uh, where they're singing on yes. SNL. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Tarzan, Frankenstein, and Tonto. Yeah. I think John Lovitz was Tonto, yeah. if I remember. Yeah, yeah, he totally was, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they made John Lovitz Tonto. Now that you say it. <laughs> oh my! The whitewashing of SNL. Uh, yeah. Check yep. this out the uh, the second to last scene of X Men Two in two thousand three, where Cyclops, Wolverine, and Professor X are discussing Jean Grey. Uh, they filmed that specifically on a day while Hugh Jackman had uh, off from this movie. So he's like, "All right, off with the wig and the extensions. I gotta go be. I gotta go be uh, Wolverine for a, a half right. an hour." And so he did yeah, that. But- and then I'll come back and borrow one of Kate Beckinsale's wigs again. Exactly. Right, cool. <laughs> exactly. And then I thought, well, isn't it funny? I thought to myself, well, okay, he's a guy. He's a big deal in Hollywood in 2004 because of X Men. So they've got to do some nod to him in this movie. And then I yes, forgot that they would. And then they got to a scene where his claws literally go shink, and he does the while he's in bear form or not bear form. Ah! Um, Oh, the werewolf! Uh, right. Yeah, he does when a schnick. He's, he's more uh, the spike. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, and he does the. Sh- well, no, 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 not that. He's full wolf. Turns around, looks yeah. at the camera, and with his hand, holds his hand oh. up and goes shink, and his claws yeah. come out, Wolverine okay, style. Yes. <laughs> and I went, oh my gosh, it's more on the nose than I thought. Like I thought they'd at least like get subtle yeah, some more it. subtle, something more subtle. Yeah. By the way, while we're talking about the the, the Wolfman transformation, the whole. Everything is an outer skin. Like, yeah, that was fun. Like the human skin comes <laughs> off and these wolfman underneath, and then oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the moon goes behind a cloud, and then the wolfman skin comes off and he's human right. underneath, and it's like everything is just layers of skin that just keep yeah. peeling off. I loved it. He's like oh, a he's like a Russian God, nesting doll. That. It, I hated you know, that. You know, I I it didn't bother me when he peeled the you know the hairy skin off, but when he was pulling the flesh off, ooh. Right. Well, yeah, it's meant to bother you, but also, according to some director commentary, he says that the idea was that the wolf man should always come from within, and he wanted to be different than the usual growing hair style. Yeah, thing. yeah, you know why? Yeah, you know why everybody else uh, does it with the growing <laughs> hairstyle because that's the way it should be. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of agree. I kind of, yeah. I kind of like can't. You're peeling an onion, and every other layer is a wolf man, man, wolf man, man, wolf man, man. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't disagree with that. Uh, I do have a fun uh, trivia question for you. Here's a quick test for everybody. How yeah. many people does Dracula kill in this movie? None. No, that's incorrect. Is, girlfriends, I'll do it. Incor- <laughs> <laughs> Hold well, on. 
Any so g- he, any guesses? He kills uh he kills Doctor Frankenstein at the beginning. Ding 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 ding! You are correct, oh, sir. You've done it already. I forgot about that. Yep, yeah, you did it. Uh, in fact, here you go. Randy wins. He kills Doctor Frankenstein in the very early goings on. Everything else is making his wives do the dirty work. All of it. Right. Right. Yep. Duh. Yep. And he didn't even kill. Yeah, that was it. Like. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. The the deaths of the vampires I thought were all right. They looked okay. Uh, Which ones? You mean the baby vampires who suddenly turn into Jiffy Pop? No, or... those, not those. Those were dumb. But the lady, the lady vampires, when they would get the proper steak, yeah, the spikes yeah. through them, the steaks yeah, through them, and have her just disappear. Or By whatever. the way, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, what's his face in Seven? He only killed uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yeah, right. right. Everybody right. else, All the other were forced to yeah. kill each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, wait a minute. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, I'm in yeah. court, I think if, if you force a guy to sit and eat and not, never stop, it's, that's probably yeah. right. You know, more right. than no. manslaughter. But, but yeah, you're. Right. I hadn't talked. Why didn't we talk about this during that show? I don't remember that. Did we talk about that? I, I feel like we did, it. but I felt like we did, but maybe not. Maybe we didn't, or I don't remember. But that's an amazing. Well, we talked fact. about it here, so that's a great fact. Go. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't think about it that yeah. way. But you're right. Wait. So well, he's not such think- a bad guy. Yeah, he's all right. He only he only beheaded the wife, a uh, pregnant wife. That's right. all. And I know oh, just two deaths. Yeah. No, oh yeah. And I know. Oh jeez, it got dark really quick. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? But go ahead. Donna I know way. we've I know we've or mentioned Randy. this a bit, but it just it keeps coming back up, and I I can't stop thinking about it. When you die, and like the bride that you were just talking about, when she dies, she becomes this other thing. This this, you know, this more human like. Mm-hmm like husk right and i'm thinking like well what does that mean for other characters in other movies like when uh when captain america dies does he become the guy he was when he was a teenager (laughs) yeah i hope so exactly like you cut off captain america's arm kind of like mr hyde and it shrinks down to uh pre yeah a little skinny little skinny weenie boy arm yeah no i I, that's a good point that's and they also are really big on all the universal monsters can crawl on walls in this one Oh, yeah. Right. oh that, yeah. Yeah. How could Wolfman climb a wall Spider-Man style? Yeah, it doesn't make I, I sense. Didn't, I didn't ask. I yeah, mean, I, I don't, even Dracula, I mean, as a bat, sure, he can kind of grab a hold of things with his ta- with his uh, claws, but yeah. talons or whatever, but uh, just walking around in his dress shoes. Like, I liked it. <laughs> I liked that he could walk up the wall. He's the son of the devil. Let him do what yeah, he wants to do. Yeah, but look, the, 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 the walking on walls thing is such a, it's such a lazy shot, because... It's what? just it's just yeah. them walking on a floor that looks like a I wall. Know. I it's wanted lazy. Uh, Lionel Richie to start singing uh, "Oh What a Feeling" dancing yeah. on the ceiling. Yeah. I I, th- I think with the I I think it worked because it was such a small piece to a bigger uh, scene where the where and this is what I want to talk about next was the what did you think about his wives being somewhat uh, bat type people but they were mostly harpies right didn't they kind of oh, they're very kind of like yeah, yeah very yeah uh, so that shit crazy they were bad shit crazy <laughs> but uh i i kind of found it at first i found it kind of i couldn't figure out if i found it more annoying or if it was no i think it's some it of really the best. added to the unsettling i feeling. think it's the best the best visual of the Portrayal. movie yeah mm-hmm. i think it's good yeah I think that's better than the uh, than the Dracula Oompa Loompas that he had running around. I kind of like oh, those guys. Loompas. They were freaking they were like of, robots or something. Those were weird. I wanted to learn more about those guys. I had to turn on the closed captions so I could see what uh, Igor called them and uh, d- the Dorigi or something like that. I believe it was. Yeah, it's uh, based D-W-E on some actual RGI. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I actually went down a little rabbit hole and learned a little more about 
those guys as well. Yeah. I think that was underplayed. I really would almost have liked to have seen a more interaction with what was going on there. Yeah, it's right though. They're Oompa Loompas. That's what they are. Yeah, they're they definitely- are. Oompa yeah. Loompas. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, so <clears throat> here's a here's a fun uh, trope. Oh, by the way, I want to get everyone else's vote. I mean, we're all in agreement, I assume, but. I don't like the Van the Van Helsing hat here or any other portrayal of that hat. Oh, I hate it. Disagree. I like it. Oh, I Where in the it. world is uh, Carmen Van Helsing? Yeah, I don't like it. Like, there's games like that the use hat. it. Video games have it. I don't like it when they do it. Yeah, it's an annoying yeah. thing to me. Not cool. I like it. Why do you like it? Describe it. Why do you like it? Why do I like it? Is just I, I I like hats, and this is just an interesting. <laughs> this is just an interesting uh, take. I don't know how accurate it is, but um, I, I really kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of a little bit taller than than a hat you would expect to see from there, and it almost looks like someone took a, a warlock or a witch's hat and chopped off the top of it. They look to me; yeah. it looks like pilgrims' hats. Yeah, but it's a little more, a little little bit more. It's almost like I couldn't quite place what I what I thought it was. Maybe kind of like you said, pilgrim hat slash Indiana Jones hat. It maybe, looks like maybe. a pilgrim's adventure hat. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I think you're describing why I don't like it. Like I, you know, I'm, I was making fun of the wardrobe from the beginning of this episode, and I'm I'm going to continue. It's not just the hat; it's the corset. It's the yeah, shoes. the corset's bad. It's like every yeah. every part of wardrobe in this film is supposed to get your attention and give you something to sort of remember. And then when you see a a silhouette later, you're like, oh, that's Kate Beckinsale's character. But, oh, she's easy to spot every time they start the camera at her butt. Yeah. It's a Kate Beckinsale uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when they but, start at the feet, it's going to be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it just, like, didn't... I, I've already seen Indiana Jones, and I already have these associations, and, like, I'm not going to have a list in my head of movie characters by their hats. I'm just not. You're uh, missing out. Well, <laughs> it's just... It's a, just anytime you've got characters like this that have such a wardrobe... You kind of have to think, all right, they get up in the morning. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to be hunting monsters today. All right, let's get the socks on. Then I have to pull out these on, and then I have to pull the jodhapurs, and then I've got to wear the, the sash and give me the cummerbund, and then the uh, yeah. corset. And the- There's a rumor that she burned her corset, uh, uh, corsets that she had to wear on the set later, Kate Beckinsale, because okay. she hated them so much. She freaking hated them. They would because it was it was a super tight corset to, you know, to cinch up her midsection and i yeah i i did not care for how she was used in this movie i i didn't care for it at all nope yeah well she's fine by the way she's fine oh yeah she's a beautiful woman yeah and well i didn't mean that but yes she is but i mean she's she's good in things like she's a she's fine and she makes a great heroine like uh uh, in Underworld, uh, I, I love enjoy Underworld. Her Underworld, Underworld is more. awesome. Underworld one, like yeah. the first one, great movie, great, great, great movie. Those other sequels what a, are what a step back. I mean, she had she had just got through with the first one yeah. in 2003, and then right onto the set. Of this. Well, they almost didn't hire her for that reason because they didn't want her to yeah. get typecast as oh, she's always in vampire movies in one role or another. But but anyway, uh, she she's great in that first one. I would recommend anybody see it who hasn't. I would not recommend then, any of the rest, though. They're all <laughs> bad. And yeah. might as well stay away from Pearl Harbor since uh, right. if, if, if we didn't sell you on staying away from it last week, uh, we'll continue to stay away, sell you on staying away from it. But uh, uh, the movie with John Cusack, uh, uh, Serendipity. First oh, thing yeah. I remember seeing her in, and she was just delightful in that. Yes, that was that was good. Well, was good, good, good chemistry. Film. 
Uh, all right. So moving on. How about this trope? I like this trope a lot. Whoops. I thought I had it, the trope alert up. Here we go. Uh, a, a wheel or tire is about to destroy somebody's crotch. Like the Indiana Jones <laughs> right? thing where you're like hanging in front of a thing and getting dragged by it. And it's like, oh, no, oh, I've yeah. inched closer to it. Oh, no, no. Now my crotch is right next to it. Oh, what will happen? I hate that trope so bad. Yeah. It doesn't right. make me worry. I just go, yeah, they'll pull him up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He's going to be fine. Wouldn't you no... like to see it just get mangled one time? And yeah. Go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like Tarantino, that thing. Have that wheel go thup, 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 and just smack his oh. chode. Oh, yeah, dude. Then I'd be then I'd be all right. Now you got me back with your trope, but I hate that one. That one sucks to me. And also the uh, one where the, the girl most, the most dramatic the most dramatic junk scene damage I've ever seen is <laughs> gotta be something about Mary when he gets the when he gets the beans above oh, the Frank sure. or oh, how'd you sure. get the beans above the Frank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then they shout that. it. No uh, I forgot about that. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Does it hold up or is it just stupid now? It's, it's, it's what it is. It's always been what it was. All right. Been nothing more. Yeah. With the hair gel and all I was that. amused when uh, when he's fighting Mr. Hyde and he pulls out these little uh, saw blades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. He's going to uh, gonna be using those a, a bit. We're going to cut an arm off. We're going to make a hole in the floor. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Wow, you got some great power tools for 1887, buddy. Well, and I do like the fact that, you know, the first time they show him using them, they, yeah. he has to, like, do the little squeeze thing. The yep, 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 like the cars and stuff you used to get. Yes, and, like, exactly. That's such a, there's such a, uh, a memory, a nostalgic feeling of, like, oh, yeah, what, like, what? Mm-hmm. It was the cars, right? Like you basically yeah. had the the Hot Wheels yeah. that had the motors in them. You'd go, zoop, zoop, zoop on the floor and then let go. it go. Yeah. That was, that was a yeah, I like it. with that. Yeah. Well, so the uh, I got it. So we're talking a lot about like you know lore on these monsters and kind of what the rules are and everything. Does the skin come sure. off? Do they grow hair? All that. I got one about Frankenstein. I just want to get out there that I had never thought about until now. If he's seven dudes worth of other men to make one man, mm-hmm. right, right, isn't right. he at the end of the day basically the guy whose brain he has? Yes, and that so is why, actually something well, I thought as well. So, but but why is he always yeah, he, why is he always seem like he's a new thinking individual? But he is. He has amnesia. I mean, because it, the that that part of the faculties would be destroyed. He does not know anything about his previous lives. So wait, that stuff's been like what wiped? Uh, is that part of the process? Like he wipes their memories or something? I, I wouldn't say it's part of the process, but he's got brain damage, Scott. Okay, he's already been dead. All right. So that so he doesn't know his former whoever his former uh, consciousness is no. he doesn't know what that right. is right okay all right huh. I see, did that's not why take that as it. multiple I did not take that as multiple personalities or multiple uh, no well no, no I, I didn't I, I, I didn't really do that yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all what I'm all I'm saying is whenever they portrayed how- him I just want to know so if he's seven if he's seven different pieces and parts of people I get that right. but whose ever yeah. brain he has should be him yeah. and if words, it's yeah. just one and if it's just one brain. I, I think that's the reason why Frankenstein is one of the most interesting characters that Universal has. That's where you start. Right. That's where you start. I, I, I get you. And I don't think they're really, I mean, I don't. Not think. the mummy. What a dumbass. Excuse me. Listen, the mummy. <laughs> you, you know, Randy talked earlier about video game tie-ins and stuff on movies like this. I would like to make a recommendation. There was a game put out for the Tom Cruise mummy thing last year. Right. And it's a small... 16-bit looking Castlevania style game 
Ooh. called the mummy re something re something it's not remastered it's some other name but it's basically <laughs> this side-scrolling uh uh metroidvania style game that's fantastic really was it, good was it an uh like a mobile game or what steam uh... i think switch has it um uh but it's more yeah it's console consoles have it too it's it's like a non-mobile the mummy demastered that's it demastered that's the one and it's really good like straight up a great game that deserves like all sorts of accolades but won't ever get it because it's a movie tie-in but yeah it looks like it's uh right switch and uh steam switch and steam i have it on steam it's great great little game and it and it i don't even know how it exists like it's a weird tie-in but it's uh it's not really connected to the movie much um but the the actual game play itself is top notch like one of the better indie titles last year i thought anyway just something to throw i don't know out how there. i feel about it. i think i'm done with the the 16-bit looking stuff you think like, so? all right we had our, our retro oh i'm looking at it right now okay maybe i'm maybe i'm kind of on board with this it's good wow the, just shifting all over the place okay <laughs> well, now go to I'm looking here's what i was i was thinking it was <laughs> like i think i'm done i'm back in it's gonna be made with like eight pixels but i'm looking at this as like okay well he kind of moves around like really really yeah. it was believably. funny though because in one sentence without any punctuation you changed your mind twice i know no I, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm, I'm tired of the i'm still tired of 16-bit video games but this one i can be on board with because this not, one looks all i'm right. not at all i like the aesthetic and i hope they keep making them because i think there's 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 uh fun stuff to be mined there like newer game ideas newer game genres but played played out in a more 2d way is i'm totally cool with I want um, yeah. when I hear demastered, I realize I want people to go back and find old side scrollers that were stupid hard and make them uh, <laughs> easier to play for me now. Yeah, like like uh, Fort Contra. Contra. Yeah, I dude. love that that arcade game. I think it's a it's a fantastic concept, but it was it was designed. It was like put on a difficulty that would just suck your quarters away. Yeah. And I would love someone to just go fix it and make it so that I could play all the way through Contra and enjoy it. What was the you what can't was the fix what's not broken, Randy? What's the can what's the Capcom uh, graveyard one? Uh, uh, ghouls and ghosts. Ghouls and, and ghosts. ghosts and goblins. Ghosts and goblins yeah. too, or I think is the one I'm thinking of. Impossible. Like straight yes. up, like yes. Right. Why are we even killing? Oh my gosh, yeah. it was so hard. But it was cool too, right? Yeah, like it's you wanted it, to play. considered one of the most difficult games of all time. But again, it was it was designed to take your quarters, right? And like, just go. Let's just go fix it. Like, I'm sure someone's got the code, right? Just mm -hmm. fix, make it a little easier so I can play through it. I think some of that. Could you, you make can... my video games easier so I can enjoy them, please? <laughs> that Thank is a you. big dude. Difficulty is a big part of game design, right? Yeah. Fig figuring yeah. out how to get the the player through your game. Yeah. But it's it's not something that really existed for those old things, you know. Like, I used to love 1943. It, I'm sorry, that was a too hard game. Yeah, it was hard. I do like uh, things like like um, again, Assassin's Creed. I'm playing that now, and I like to play it on normal. I'm not a psycho. There's all these hard levels, <laughs> but uh, I'll be playing it, and even on normal, it's like, man, this boss fight is. I'm like eighth attempt here. Let's put it on explore mode or easy mode or whatever, and then and then I'll finish that fight, and then I'll put it back up to normal. Like I like the freedom mm -hmm. of doing that, mm -hmm. yeah. because the balance is hard, and making big complex complex games with good difficulty curves is really difficult. Like it's not people don't think about it very much, but that balance is rough. So giving us options is is nice, and those old games just didn't have those. Developers Especially, think yeah. about it a, a lot, and 
when you talk to them, like they're really into games like uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Mm -hmm. Like what? Right. Like how you? How do you design that in such a way that people have? You know that whole easy to learn, hard to master curve, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like I'm looking at this demastered game, I'm like, oh, I, I could see why Brian changed his mind and kind of wants to play it, but I have, <laughs> I, I have scars, man. I have horrible scars <laughs> from, from so many old games that were so hard. And my first thought looking at this was, oh, I bet that's super hard. Yeah, your old your your scars, yeah. uh, your scars have sixty four thousand colors and um, <laughs> parallax. <laughs> A little parallax right. scrolling going right. on. I get it. Uh, all right. So that was just a question I had, and I'm glad we worked that out. My most unrealistic part of the film was uh, the party balancing musicians, drink servers yeah. on unicycles, and tra trapezius oh, flying over all of it, which I already have an issue with. As Zibit knows, I, I don't trust yeah. a bunch of tra trapeze people over my food. <laughs> Dangling in front of your food? Yeah, yeah sure. Not into it. And I, I didn't understand because he had zero setup for the reason why uh, at this point, uh, Dracula did not want uh, anybody uh, got to meet in a public place. I'm like, what? Mm. We're in Transylvania. It, it looks like everybody who lives in Transylvania knows that Dracula exists. He's there and he's up to no good. Yeah. I didn't understand why they had to play it like we should meet in a public place. Like that would make even one iota of a difference. Well, no, they did that because the, the public in that place were all vampires. You just didn't know it. Well, yeah, I know. It did. That's what I'm saying. But why would Van Helsing demand it? Because it would never end well for him. Yeah. So it, might, it made no sense to me. My favorite part of all of that is how all of the people who live in Transylvania are hang out in the town square with their farm tools. <laughs> you dang skippy. And if they got guns, why are they all carrying around their pitchforks and sickles? I didn't understand that either. Because yeah. all the villagers I saw at the beginning uh, had guns, by the way, and silver bullets, very expensive, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, they only had the so. one. Yeah, they just right. had the one gun yeah. with the one bullet. In well, it. and those aren't available on Amazon Prime, so you've really got to wait a while to. Oh, to right. So bad. Yeah, receive. Yeah, shipping on those is outrageous. Yeah. Why is it so? Why is it so cheap to kill a vampire and so expensive to kill a werewolf? Because all you need is a wooden stake. <laughs> you need a wooden stake. Vampires, vampires, a wooden stake, very low rent. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You get one of those uh, for free. Yeah. <laughs> Dumpster at IKEA. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. um. Uh, so wait. So the underworld games obviously set in a more modern time but they what's in their bullets they've got something in their bullets maybe it's just silver light. or light oh that's what it was light there's like yeah. light in the Silver, bullets yeah. some kind yeah, of yeah. um uv uv light is what they yeah to. And they use use a uv bomb yeah that's uh, a, of some sort in this movie in this one so. yeah that would light bomb or whatever it was holy light or whatever it was yeah. That was kind of a cool way to take out a whole castle full of vampires. I cool thought. way to get past the bad plot point. Yeah. No, I mean, we need a magic bomb. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, also, bridges in this place, structurally impossible. There's no way that that one long bridge is just a flat piece of right. bridge. There's no way there's no yeah, underneath right, yeah. there. Brian, you just did this with your with yes. your spool holder things. Like you have to yeah. have some structure to that damn You've gotta thing. You got to have right, exactly, base and structure and all that stuff. Yeah, I played yeah, bridge don't, builder. Yeah. I know what's up. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't bring any. Don't bring your logic. In here. <laughs> Just a little oh, physics. I want some. Yeah, I get mean out, the whole get out of here. that that massive ravine. The first time he shoots his grappling hook across to to carry him and Kate Beckinsale. So he's. Right. He's at Dracula's. Which, by castle. the way, looked amazing. But go ahead. Mm. What the whole spinny like? Choo -choo 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 -choo. Yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> looked amazing. Right. Where is where's all that cabling stored? First yeah, of all, because yeah, it ain't yeah, in that yeah. little that little tiny capsule at the front of his gun. Right. Yeah, and and then it connects to the tree. Okay, I guess I can kind of believe that it would find a tree and, and <laughs> right. 
and hit it perfectly from back there. But then as soon as you jumped off to do the vine, you'd slam right into the side of the cliff underneath that tree. I know. I know. I know. That entire traversal was out of this world. And Dracula's castle, by the way, everybody owned a castle back then. Uh, Dracula's castle uh, was, was in a, like an ice area. Yet there was this massive storm, <laughs> lightning storm that was going on. Yep. So, I mean. Right. Yeah, not normally. I, the, I, you don't have those two weather phenomena at the same time, typically. Right. You usually don't. Uh, but I did like the effect of the green lightning just traveling down in large quantities down those pillars. Right. Mm, that yeah. just seemed intense. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, 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 do I like think. I like Tesla coil effects like right. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I realized how many pulley systems were being used in this <laughs> and until until Igor was doing his little uh, hand bike when he was going mm-hmm. across things. And that's when I was like, God, everything in this thing is like suspension wires and stuff. And it's like, everything's got a pulley on it. I'm like, what the crap? Yeah. But uh, it was, it was, uh, well, don't, yeah, logic, don't do it. Well, a lot of people could fly and you had to be able to compete with that. Right. It was just, it was it just, it got boring. Like, mm-hmm. okay, wait, Oh, they're on a precipice. Oh, look, there's a cable there. You know, they're <laughs> yeah, going to just right. swing. How do I get up there? And, yeah. and the cables, the, the vines or the wires always go to exactly the right place. It's not yeah, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, I'm just going to grab that wire. Oh, no, it just sent me right into this wall. <laughs> and over that's here. why it bums and, me out that Stephen Summers was able to pull off the fun of that ridiculousness right. so well in the yeah. first Mummy movie and then just not have that here or his subsequent Mummy movie wasn't very good either. But, But like, you know, you can you can suspend our disbelief. You can throw me yeah. the idol and I'll throw you the whip and have Indy barely <laughs> make it under a thing steak. and pull his hat right. just at the last second so you don't lose the hat because it's Indiana Jones and and you know barely misses the giant rolling balls. He comes tumbling out of the thing only to find Belloc and a bunch of natives there. Like that's all ridiculous too. It's just they just did it right. I don't know what the right I don't know what the rightness is, but somehow they got that right. This thing is just wrong. Right. The energy's right. wrong. I don't. I don't know what else to, to say about it. It's so, just wrong. Now I didn't realize that there was the animated sequel to this. What? Oh, uh, well, actually, it was a yeah. You talking about the little short animated short? The London. The London Assignment came out yeah. in two thousand four. So same year, but voices of Hugh Jackman, Robbie Coltrane, uh, David Wenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Edward Hyde is back apparently somehow. Um, Prior is a prequel, right? Because it was, it was supposed to be the uh, battle up to. So oh, it's kind of a prequel. Was yeah. it really? Okay. Yeah. All oh. right. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Right. Oh, there we go. Animated prequel to 2004 motion picture Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. Which was the is. most interesting story during the film. So good on them for taking oh, that route. Oh, you know what? This looks all right. John, even got yeah. John DiMaggio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's in everything. But I, I the, the, oh, and Hugh Jackman did the voice for himself. And Tara Strong. She's in everything mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Fantastic. This looks well, like well, a fun time. Actors. I'd watch this. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. this streaming anywhere? Can we watch this for our next uh, thing? I, I think it was on day I think I saw it on Daily Motion, but if you if you pick up uh the uh Van Helsing uh DVD, I think it's yeah, on the, well. <laughs> for the Yeah, it's 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 a high price to pay just to get something that might we, not we're sure that's so not streaming anywhere. This, hmm. That's kinda cool. They included this on the uh the Van Helsing uh I, I can't DVD. I can't remember if it was the Blu-ray or the DVD, but it's been included one of the uh I'm looking right now and uh yeah, this isn't streaming anywhere. Dang it. That would have been fun to yeah. see. I mean, just, you know, as a follow-up. Because it looks like something I'd like. It looks like that Castlevania thing that's on Netflix, which I really like. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, and darn, and the sexy adventures of Van Helsing also not streaming anywhere. Oh, no, that's too Come bad. on. What was that exactly? What was that? Well, she's well, not wearing much, but she's also not wearing the dumb hat. So there's that. <laughs> You're not talking about the TV series, right? The Van Helsing TV series? No, this is uh, the porn this, parody. This looks like the softcore porn of uh, Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, look at everything's this. In, everything's in cursive and I can't read it. Yeah. It's only rated R, though, so very softcore. It must be. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it says here, anyway. And it says, oops, this movie has no streaming offers. <laughs> add it, Add it to your wish list and not miss the release in the future. No, I think I'm good. Right, yeah. I don't need it. Uh, yeah. I wish for it never to be released. It's like, thanks, but... I'm all set. I'm, yeah, I'm all set with my, <laughs> my softcore rated R parody porn. Thank you. Right. Uh, softcore, not car. Soft car is very different. Soft, soft car porn. Yeah, soft, soft, soft car. car. Soft car porn. Merry Christmas. All right. Hey, let's do uh... a... <laughs> we got some clips. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have clips. Would you like to hear some clips? Oh, right. please, please play some clips. Oh, great. Because I got them. Uh, sorry, I'm shuffling a file here. Here we go. All right. So I didn't do a ton because there's really not a lot of great things being said, but I got some. For example, some early angry acting from Dracula. Here you go. Why do you think I brought you here? Give you this castle, equip your laboratory. See, he's just... That's the exact kind of uh, toxicity you get when you uh, start a Kickstarter for to, to kickstart your Prometheus project. That's what happens. You know, and the first time you see the first time you see Doctor Frankenstein, the guy that I thought it was was the guy we've talked about a few weeks ago from Frasier, who played the oh. uh, the. Oh, the, the food critic. The food critic. The slightly, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, the slightly what? What were you going to say? Slightly effeminate food critic. <laughs> right. Yeah, this was I actually Samuel Wilkes, and I thought the same thing, The too. sexually ambiguous food critic. I'm going to say that, well, first of all, I never knew that was a deal with him, but I'm going to say if they're going to make, so there's all this talk about re rebooting uh, Frasier. I yeah. say yeah, don't. He's... I say start a, a series called The Sexually Ambiguous Food Critic. <laughs> <laughs> And then make it on Netflix, and I'm in. There you go. Edward Hibbert. Hibbert. Yeah, that's the guy. Hibbert. Here's Gil Chesterson. something about digesting. Here you go. You're a big one. You'll be hard to digest. You're a wizard, Harry. That's what he would say. <laughs> I like him. Uh, um, He's alive still. So you don't have to say all. He's still alive. Well, not, yeah. not in this movie, is not, though. No. <laughs> it's true. He's not. The one character that I enjoyed... Yeah. Well, him and Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I don't know. There were there were two better movies to be made, and they didn't make those two. They made something else. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Here's a uh, Faramir doing his thing. Ah, there you are. Where did you bring Mister Hyde back, or did you kill? Him? You killed him, didn't you? That's why they get so annoyed when they ask you to bring someone back. They don't mean as a corpse. Oh, all right, you're in the mood. Well, come on. <laughs> it's like he's talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ever get Van Helsing to say any say anything to him. All right, uh, least favorite vampire sound. Here you go. I don't like it when people just go. Yeah, hate that. It's better than blah blah. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. That's yeah. true. Did anyone ever yeah. do that though, or was that just made up for for what's his name? I think name? it was just made up for the Sesame Street count. Yeah. Well, then I think the original dude. What was his yeah, name? The, um, uh, Bela Lugosi. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think people yeah, I think just, it's just this Hungarian, right? Exactly. His accent that people just said, blah, blah, Dracula, blah. <laughs> it's a funny thing, though, to have that come out of that and stick. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's really weird. All right. Uh, 
here's something about flying. Do you like to fly? No, one of them. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you love your stewardess to start the the thing off with that? Next yeah, time you would you like to fly? <laughs> she's like all white, naked, without discernible breasts. Uh, <laughs> or anything really. Well, the breasts were quite discernible. The uh, nipples were non discernible. They were not there, right. and her, you know, other parts were gone. Anyway, here's a here's some bad dialogue for you. So, how did you get here? We came by sea. Really? The sea? Well, yes. The Adriatic Sea? Yes. So where do I find Dracula? Uh, yes. He used to live in this very house four centuries ago. Ugh, see, this is the stuff I want to see. The Sea? The Sea? I've never been to the sea. I must see the sea before I die. Oh, how, nope. was the, how was the food? Uh huh. Good. How was the. Yeah, good. Van, Easy flight? Uh, calm? Yeah. Good. All right. And Van Helsing's <laughs> like, where is Dracula right now? <laughs> Let's get this over with. I don't, he didn't have that accent, but sure. <laughs> no, I like it. Oh. Here's a grunting werewolf. <laughs> it just went on forever. Uh, that guy does stuff. Oh, now. and it made me so mad though because it's like I have something to tell you, but first we must talk about other things. And oh no, I'm changing. Right, yeah. right, just in time. Uh... Yep. If you're if you're gonna change into something, just go ahead and run in and say the word you want to say right away. Dracula's gonna do this. I agree. I think that's a good thing to do. Jerk. Here's a uh, something about a something. I don't know. Why does it smell like wet dog in here? Oh, that's a pretty good. Line. <laughs> I did. I laughed about that. Yeah, that made me laugh. That was all right. He was good. He's all right. He's, I liked Carl and Frankenstein. And yeah, Carl. Yeah, Frankenstein he's hide. the best thing in the movie. Yeah, Carl. Uh, all good. the secondary actors were by far the the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's a very dumb Dracula moment. Usually, when I approach, I can almost dance to the beat. That sucks. I thought also, it was good. It's just like uh, well, he's, ha he's tapping his hand. In, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's doing like almost like a horse clop or something. You know what? I feel like that comes up a lot. The the Count McConaughey scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Why is that so? It's, you know what it is? Because he's all thin from his Dallas Buyers Club shoot. Yeah. And it's just and it, weird. And it feels like something that he came up with and put in the movie himself. Yes. And not, it was not in the script. It might be the I'm best thing. I do this thing where I stamp my chest and I do some sort of like Check Native out. American chant. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. The audience will love it. Got a little, oh, right a little Gary Busey going there. I like it. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It's a, right. it, that movie is just full of, of crazy like. You guys, you guys just ad lib some nonsense, and we're gonna see if we put any of it in the film, and then it all ends up in the film, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. And also, yeah. also because it's kind of a serious movie about a serious topic, kind of like it's not like, it, it, you know what I mean? It's not like Talladega Nights where mm. people doing crazy stuff is just expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that movie, uh, the best. Yeah, oh, no, 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 yeah Will's Green. The best movie. Sorry, the best scene in that movie is that though. Like the rest of it mm -hmm. is incoherent to me. Like I just mm -hmm. don't. I don't like it. That movie I don't like. Mm -hmm. Can I put it that way? I don't like debauchery at that level. It's mm. too much. People with just huge amounts of money flinging it around like a holes and snorting coke out of each other's buttholes. F that, dude. And that's <laughs> what how, but that's how you watch. That's, <laughs> that that's how you're supposed there. to. That's how you're supposed to feel, though, right? That's that's what you're supposed to feel. Yeah, no, yeah. you're supposed to, but there, you know, just a reminder, there is a scene where DiCaprio's got a straw in some girl's butt and snorts coke out of it. 
You don't remember that scene? That's oh, true, yes. No. I do remember that I, It was scene. burned into my soul. I can never forget it. <laughs> one of the worst things I'd ever seen in my life. All right. Here's, speaking of, speaking of yeah. things that burn your soul, the 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 thought, even though they never they never addressed it in the Van Helsing movie, uh, how were the wives laying all those eggs, and how did they have any time to do anything else? <laughs> well, good like point. Yeah. Holy oh. cow! Did, did you really do a speaking of a straw in someone's butthole moment? Did you yes. know what you said? Okay. I did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's how that's how they got them out of there. Well, they're all eggs, right? They're sacks. I don't know. How did he? Yeah. How did? He, how is he that virile? I don't know. That there's a lot of questions I have about how that Dracula <laughs> kids. I don't I get how it works. Do um, they just suspend from the ceiling and the whole sack comes out and, and then they just stick it to the ceiling? Or Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. Frida. Damn, now, now I want to know. Frida, <laughs> Frida Von Dracula I, goes out there, squats over a, 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 a thing, poops out a bag right. of a baby, and then leaves it there until they have enough electricity and to wake it the up. Reason why, the reason why it struck me uh, is because I just got through watching uh, Godzilla, the one, uh, the one we all hate from 98. Uh, that rhymes. Hank Azaria. The one we all hate yeah, from Hank '98. Yeah. That's a great thing to say. The one we right. hate from '98. '98. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a it's a it's a you know memory device. Um. So yeah, I I because they 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 address it in the film. They said, oh yeah, the usually uh, most species that were you know before they were contaminated would only lay twelve eggs, but this Godzilla laid like hundreds and hundreds. And I'm like, we do this a lot in movies, like oh, where yeah. the monsters. Mon- the, the alien yeah. from aliens yeah, the alien uh, they, they seem to all lay like thousands of eggs yeah yeah they, uh, they know how to fill a room right <laughs> that's true and I, I i don't know why that always is is our greatest fear is like so overwhelming but we always wipe them out so conveniently and all at once well i also there's another thing i don't understand if he dies why do they all die i don't understand how their essence is so tied to his well that's yeah that's 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 pretty much dracula lore though but that's that poor it, design dude I mean, right. if if you if your entire if your entire computer, let's say, hinged on whether or not you deleted a text file from your desktop, right, and you kill that one <laughs> text file, and then suddenly all the other files die, like what a that's a bad idea. But yeah, I mean, right. we've seen that in the Lost Boys, and uh, uh, it's it's really a plot. Uh, it's it's just something to move the plot along. It's like okay, you've got to battle your way to the to the big boss, but once you beat the big boss, Dracula is such a prolific. Uh, right. fornicator you know and, and <laughs> you you can't you can't you got to wrap it all up you got to get rid of all the evil have we ever done so, a uh, round table quick uh who's done or who's what's our favorite vampire movie before we've we done that ooh, randy question. randy give me a give me a thing randy who do you what's what's a vampire movie that just holds up for you Ooh, good question because i hate vampires generally speaking them. but ooh. <laughs> ooh, none of them <laughs> <laughs> Say dead uh, and loving it. Yeah, right. The, the <laughs> vampire first <laughs> bite. <laughs> right. The the vampires I like the best. Uh, it's a it's a movie that is just super dark. And if you've never seen it, you got to watch it. Thirty Days of Night. Oh yeah, uh, that's a cool movie. Uh, yeah, good yeah, comic that, as well. Comic. I, I wouldn't say there's much lore there, but they are some of my favorite vampires. This way they're portrayed. Yeah. I, I might actually have to go that. That's a Josh Hartnett deal, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, the would comic it, it's based on is fantastic, by the way. Thirty yes. days a night, yeah, it's really good. Would it be uh, not allowed for me to say what we do in the shadows? No, would I have to go with like a true vampire thing. No, uh, yeah. it's it's totally fine. Except it would also have been my answer. That's in my favorite vampire movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, at Bram Stoker's Dracula, one with Gary Oldman, I think is pretty good. 
Mm. Um, although, admittedly, Weird. I haven't seen it in 20 years, 15 we got, years. We got to do that right, one right. sometime. That's yeah. the, the one Coppola movie that I just think is the weirdest freaking thing. We and have I think to watch we need it. to see Vampire's Kiss with uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I'm into that. Uh, Randy, do you have a you have one you like? Boy, I'm thinking about it. I just don't I don't know that there's ever been like a Randy film in this genre. Mm-hmm. But I so enjoyed watching The Lost Boys with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I could totally watch it again. Like I would love to just sit and watch The Lost Boys again. Right. But it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. So The Lost Boys. Yeah, but I, I think one. The Lost Boys is really good because we actually get to explore uh, vampires at a different level. Mm-hmm. A, you know, this this whole how a human deals with human problems in a vampire world, whereas a lot of times uh, vampires are portrayed as outside uh, the human world. And so we can't relate to the issues they're going through yeah, I uh, unless you watch twilight, in which case it's all emo and darkness, but yeah, I could have done a, I could have done without the Corys in that. Um, I was never mm-hmm. really a fan of that little pairing, but, uh, the lost boys in general had a cool vibe to it. And the music was rad. Uh, and it had that Did we, na- know half we naked, the- uh, sax player. That guy's great. Anyway, <laughs> I still believe to be, uh, I know we watched the original Fright Night. Did we ever watch the 2011 remake? We, we did not. So. I would love okay. to. Yeah, I would do that. That'd be yeah, cool. I would totally yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. So you got your Irish guy in it. Um, Irish guy. Uh, well, we didn't mention From Dusk Till Dawn, but. Colin oh, Trout. From Dusk Till Dawn is not a good movie, though, is the problem. Like, I, I like yeah. the lore that they were trying to get into there, and mm-hmm. I and it's also two right. movies. It's like. Here's this Tarantino-esque half, and then now there's this weird, out-of-nowhere vampire right. movie. And, and can we just go ahead and get, you know, if we're going to say, hey, hey, Scott, what scene do you remember most from uh, from, from Dust Till Dawn? It's when uh, Tarantino is drinking a beer or a tequila off the feet of a lady. That's that's the part I remember. <laughs> yep. Off of Frida. Frida's got her foot in his mouth. That's what's going that's on there. Right, yeah. I can't think of a real name. She played Frida in the Frida uh, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek, yeah. With her one big eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture in Frida's role, and she had the big eyebrow in that movie. We combined what do you know most about From Dust Till Dawn with what do you know most about Salma Hayek, yeah. all in one sentence. It was yeah, great. I like her a lot. I think she's awesome, yeah. but I, yeah. I just think of her giant eyebrow in that movie. Because they did that on purpose. It's hard not to think about it. It's right in your well, face. Well, they did it. like They were t- trying to make her look like the famous Frida lady, and she, right. she had a big you know burt looking monobrow so i think one of the things that has always bothered me about uh the vampire movies it seems like they always want to take the characters to a place that is is over sexualized oh they love that part of it yeah they love the whole yeah that's their their favorite part and i'm like i i i I could do with less of that and more of just how it really impacts someone to have to leave yeah. Uh, you know, leave their family and journey on this. I prefer this, zombies. This lonely, lonely path, and they almost kind of approached a little bit of 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 how hollow and empty a life it is in the movie we watched this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Van Helsing, it was almost like it almost peaked out just a little bit and went, "Wow, I'm not just a dick. I I'm really suffering here." Yeah, I uh, think I'm gonna if yeah. I'm gonna say just pure popcorn, good times, I'll say the first Underworld movie. I think that movie's yeah, great. Those, those are awesome. Yeah, but it's basically the Matrix with vampires and werewolves. If I'm in, if I'm honest, it's just may as well be the things about let the right one in. So I'm sure somebody out there is going to email us and recommend that as like an actual, you know what? That is a good movie, but it's in subtitles. So it's, you know, your mileage may vary, but, um, the remake that they did or the, the American version they made, I also thought was good. It had that Chloe 
Tipperu. Chloe Mor- Grace Moret- Moretz. Moretz. Yeah, her in it. Um, and she was great in it. It was really good. Chloe Weird Lips, I think, is what you called yeah, her. Yeah, Chloe right? Weird Lips. Oh, nice. <laughs> I can't. People think Jeez. I do this just about lady actresses. No, I do this about men too. Yeah, you're you're yeah. pretty you're pretty across the board with uh, body shaming. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an shaming, equal but... equal opportunity yeah. body shamer. You should see. We're me not going to bring up Joaquin Phoenix. No, he's right. got a funny hair lip. All right, next up. And there you go. <laughs> we have two more. <laughs> we have two more clips. Uh, here's one for something. We must not let the creature be destroyed. Oh, I know. I pulled this out. Listen to how she says destroy it. Destroy it. I hate yes. that so bad when people I'm do so the glad ED. you captured yeah. this. Destroy. And then, and then she made an egg. Be destroyed. Just destroyed. Don't you don't have to. That's the one he married. That's the one he got well, married to. Yeah. That's okay. Kate Beckinsale said uh, Romania. Yeah, but she's from like earlier. Where's she from? She's from Britain. No, wait. Yeah, yeah she? she's British. Okay, yeah. British. But that's not what she was playing. Yeah, she's nope. a very, very, very beautiful lady. Uh, what did we just see her in? Oh, <laughs> freaking Pearl Harbor. Just a week ago. Wow. In two in two movies that you know, I I always always thought that it just in my head I thought Kate Beckinsale was a really good actress, and I I I realized I haven't seen her in enough movies now because the last two movies seen she plays she's very emotionless. She just has no mm, good kind emotional of range. Yeah. So far in the last two movies we've seen, I I want to go back and see. Am I missing something? No, she's kind of like this and everything. It's serviceable, yeah. though. You know, she's she's yeah. she's compelling and interesting. It can work. All that, yeah. And she's just super tough looking. Like she plays a really yes, strong pro- yeah. protagonist. I think she's cool. Uh, here's the uh, final clip. This is the um, Frankenstein's monster sounding a lot like Sam Kinison to me. So I'm going to play that for you. <laughs> so the late great Sam Kinison. Well, I don't know about great, but late Sam Kinison. Uh, voicing this guy. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. There's something about it. That's yeah, I can see that. that. Well, take creepy. him out of Africa. Get him where the food is. <laughs> it, you're right, though. I, I would. Yeah. I would like to take that clip and put an O O O on the end of it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, that guy had. He definitely had a gimmick, didn't he? All right. Um, oh, yeah. That's that. Now there's this. The film sack checklist goes like this. Stupid hat, check. Uh, friars can really do it with a lady, check. Actually, I still don't know if that's true. Because the friars, the friars didn't have a celibacy. According, according, yeah, according to what he said, a uh, friar's good. Of course, we always, we always portray the friars as, you know, the drunks and the, yeah. you know, and the... I love that your I love that your proof is well yeah he said it right there in the movie he said it right there in the movie I mean if you, if you if you state it in your movie even if it seems false yeah. it's true to the movie he done did it with that village lady I think they can do it right. uh, finally Dracula makes his wives do all his dirty work check uh, let's see right. Star Trek connections we have a few William Ross was a additional chorister here orchestra or additional or orchestrator orchestration you anyway. Can do it. He did. Uh, he was orchestrator <laughs> for Dennis McCarthy on Star Trek, Star Trek Generations. I don't know what they mean here. That's not music. Is he talking about like? Uh, I hope I never get they, sexually orchestrated. <laughs> right. Is that an andor or that's a? Isn't that like or? Okay. <laughs> I hope I hope you don't have either or of those either. Uh, Mark McKenzie, lead or- orchestrator. He's on Enterprise. Oh, it is music. Composed music for the episode Horizon. Uh, then we got P- Keith P. Cunningham. 
He was art director, and he supervised the art direction for J.J. Abrams' Star Trek reboot in 2009. And then finally, Brad Dector, he was additional chorister. He did work on DS9. So all music and art direction, no actors, which doesn't seem right, right to me. I feel like that main dude, the, uh, the, the Dracula dude, should be in a Star Trek thing for some reason. Yeah, right. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Daryl, how's your is your thing accurate anymore? <laughs> Hit the side of it. Uh, maybe uh reset. Yeah, Fonzie that Unplug thing. Unplug it and plug it back in again. Soundtrack grade to give it a DFT for designed for this. Uh, it's pretty much what you expect it to be. I kind of like yep. that weird guitar thing that they play. That's kind of cool. Yeah, every time that he came on the screen, the Van Helsing uh theme song. Which I would like if they would if they would stick with one uh, we'll stick with the old style instruments, the harpsichord that you hear, the, yeah. you know, the, the percussive sound, mm-hmm. but then they combine it with the electric uh, guitar, yeah. that electric guitar and the, and the drum hit timpani, that zhink, yeah, yeah. orchestral hit, which yeah. I don't like it's, yeah. but it was very reminiscent of the, um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah. Music. Oh yeah. yeah. Big time. I didn't think about that. In fact, mm-hmm. they're totally, there's a few, few similarities there. Aren't they making a, they're making a third one of those. I heard. Yeah. They're making another. Yep. Yeah, that's Other fine. one's coming. Other one's coming. That's fine. Whatever. They should. They're okay. Fun. Guy Ritchie. They're good time. I like Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. He's got two smoking guns and a barrel or whatever. <laughs> um, he also wasn't he? He's not still married to Madonna, right? She's not done with anymore. Him. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't stick with anybody for too long. No. no. A little side thought there. Uh, let's get to the Twitter <laughs> post where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. The tradition goes that we start with Randy. Randy. Van Helsing, when in doubt, grab the nearest object and make it your melee weapon. If you're on a precipice, grab the nearest rope or cable or chain and swing. <laughs> swing all you want. You'll be fine. Just swing. Just swing. Like Saturday night at Ebbets House. <laughs> There's the payoff. There's the payoff. I, I thought I could smell it coming, but I wasn't totally sure. Here's the thing. She would swing to, to other cables that were hanging there that it was in the middle of the night that there's no way she could see. Freaking right. I, uh, everything to do with that bridge sucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian Dunaway, your turn. Oh, Scott Johnson. Van Helsing. Monsters running from angry villagers with torches should probably avoid wooden windmills that are shaped like penises. <laughs> El Pipi del Fuego. <laughs> it's a pretty cool shot when he fell in there, though. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> I'm alive. Uh, Brian Ibbett. Van Helsing. The constant breaking of the laws of physics in this film really drove me up the wall and then casually across the ceiling and then down the backside of some stairs and then back down another wall. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah, every, you and everyone in the movie. Uh, alternate <laughs> titles just handed to me, guys. Look at this right here. Oh, man, it's hard to believe these almost made it in, but number one title was I live in a Van Helsing down by the river. That was number one. <laughs> and then the uh, the one they almost settled on was Van Helsinki, Finland. All right, moving on. That's all I could do this time. I didn't know what else to do. It had to be plays on words. Uh, email time. This is emails that come to the show, gmail.com, and we love reading them on the show. We got two of them today. They're both short. Got one from Ian from Wales, and he says this. Hi, all. I believe hyperventilating guy is also hyperventilated his way through alien resurrection. Cheers. Ian from Wales. Oh, he I, totally did. He yeah. did, yep. I think that guy is hired to do that. Mm. I really do, because I can't think of a movie he's done where he didn't hyperventilate. <laughs> so yeah. it's I, I think I think he's helped us. It's what he uh, does. Yeah, it's what he does. I guess well done to him. He's made a job of it. All right, Howdy Sackers, says Jack. Uh, Jack from Montgomery, Texas. 
He says, after hearing my email read on the seven episode, it was the highlight of my Saturday. As I was hearing oh. it, it made me realize I didn't proofread my final draft. <laughs> I was at work, and while my story was fresh in my mind, I had to compose it quickly. I wanted to apologize for the abbreviations as well. I should also like to say uh, that I do live on, a, on Lake Conroe. And I would like to extend an invita invitation to any FilmSack crew if you are ever in the area. Thanks again for the hours of entertainment for me at work. Keep sacking your friend, Jack. Road trip. Road All trip. four of us. Let's, Let's go. go to a weekend. crash. Let's right. surprise him, too, and just show up. <laughs> Randy, do you know where Lake Conroe is? I know. You know. Yes, we, we talked about it uh, on that episode. Oh, did we? Uh, okay. This is just, this is just, this is an email that's like, oh, you read my previous email. Well, here, just talk Here's about me again. Yeah. <laughs> Please, and and we did. And it worked. I don't think he was asking for it, but I thought it would be funny uh, to do it. But uh, yeah, he he. Uh, I, I I mainly wanted to just talk about lakes because I think lakes are great. I always like it. Yeah, That's a <laughs> big nice fan. A big fan of lakes. Big fan of lakes. Big nice fan. big recreational area. Not so much of area. Everson or Palmer, but <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a, it's a nice big uh, recreational area, about an hour north of Dallas. Uh, been there many times. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's a that's a no one. Dallas, Randy. Houston, uh, hour north of Houston. Interested. Now hour from Houston. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, that whole part of Texas, I mean, it has some downsides. Oh, all right. Well, Lake Conroe, you've oh. heard you've, the, the glass has been thrown down. Is that a thing? No, glove. Glove's yeah. been thrown down. Wait, right? That's that's a thing. That's a thing. Throw yes. down, yeah, throw, throw down your down. glove. Duel. You've just ch uh, you just uh, challenged him to a duel. But do it, if I throw it down. I thought I slapped him in the face for the duel. No, you could do that too. Okay, yeah. So that starts the duel, though, right? If yeah. you hit somebody, you're dueling. Oh yeah, you're yeah. dueling no matter what. I guess the gloves <laughs> are off. Gloves. I are don't off. know if they're on the ground though. Throw your gloves down. Gloves are off. Gloves are off yeah. just yeah. means well, you're not going to have padded uh, gloves. Instead, you're just going to get my raw knuckle in your face. I guess. All right. <laughs> I think you want my raw knuckle in your face? <laughs> we're spending more time analyzing this than the person who actually came up with the, the phrase. I agree. Mark Dunn wrote in, Lunn rather, final email says, hello, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. He spelled it out like that. Lots of A's and N's oh, and nice. D's. Uh, it's Halloween month again, and I have one thing to yeah. say. Return of the Living Dead is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you haven't Wait. seen it, ask Dunaway. I'm sure he owns it. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, it's one of the, he wrote the ha, ha. I didn't make that part. <laughs> says it's one of the best sackable movies period keep on sacking mark lunn well Agreed. i don't know that one do i or do i yeah do i return I of the one. living dead i know night yeah. i know night of and i know dawn of this is this is the one this that I, I actually i, I actually too, discussed right? i actually discussed this on uh the episode when we did the original uh and it is the 1985 oh, return of the living God. dead it's a little uh it, it's a little more tongue in cheek, yeah, uh, than the original, but it is it is real campy and, and a lot of fun. Yes, right. We talked about we did talk about this one, and I do own this one. Yes, scene that you were even talking about that's really funny in this. Yeah. Oh, you was it takes place at a hospital or something? Oh, interesting. Uh, was the hospital scene that I was talking about? I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, yes, there's a lot of great scenes in the. I might send you some videos. Let me see. Dude, that that, that might have been it. Yeah. That new Death Race is out. Wait, is this oh, the, the one, one we've seen? Hold on a second. There's too many. Um, Black many. Ops, Connor Gibson. Who's in this? I can tell you. Danny Trejo's back in it. Zach McGowan, Danny Glover, Fred Kohler. I don't know if this is the one we've seen or not, but Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy is now on Netflix. Oh, my God. It's too many. <laughs> I can't keep track of them all. It's like transporter movies. Yeah. 
No, that's true. Oh, man, they got a really cool new special limited edition Return of the Living Dead Blu-ray. Are you guys... Does it oh, do wait, anything? for Death Race Demastered. Uh-huh. Right. Does it do anything for you guys to get like the, the still box uh, videos and stuff, the ones that have the really cool cover art? No. And, mm, no. And, uh, no? Doesn't do anything for you? No. Dude, I, I watched Van Helsing mostly on my iPhone, so... Nice. No. <laughs> Nice. Did you really? That's great. David Mostly. Lynch would be so angry. Oh, with you. David Lynch would call you effing. What, what did he say in his video? I forgot. Was, I can't remember, but it was uh, like, no one should that? ever watch a movie on a phone. <laughs> on a effing. It's a phone. really good phone I'm, I'm for starters. Yeah, I, I don't think care. Th- I'm he, with him. Listen, don't he I was also saying watched this. some of it on my PC and I watched some of it on my television. And, you know, the experience didn't really change that dramatically from one device to another. Right. Plus, he was talking. He just always explains why I'm blown away by large special effects. Because I watched this on my uh, 110 inch projected uh, projector on on my wall, usually. And so I I think I get a different experience than than you absolutely did. But I will also say this when he was complaining about movies on phones, it was the 3S era of iPhones. So we're talking like very Mm. small screens. He'd be he'd be fine if you have the iPhone XS Max. Yeah, if you had a saying. Max, you had a big six and a half inch, you know, viewable diagonal screen. He probably wouldn't it's, complain so much. This new iPhone is literally called XS. Yeah, it's called XS. Yeah. That's that's for watching a movie. Tennis. Yeah. I, I always no, hear. I disagree. Now there are certain movies. I think if you were watching a comedy or something light, I think absolutely. But if you're watching a movie that was specifically designed for the theater with special effects and large. In large shots in mind, I I think you're not doing the movie. Uh, so you're you're snooty is what you're saying. Due, you're snooty and diligence. Nothing. No, I'm not. I'm not snooty. I'm saying that it, it'd be kind of. I don't, I don't know how to compare it. Uh, well, I guess. I mean, if if someone says here here's a huge experience, and you go, oh yeah, thanks for this huge experience. I'm just going to put it right here in this little bitty cup, and I'm going to look at it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just not. It's just not going to be the same. I agree. You're not gonna, a little I cuff compared to 110 inch screen. I agree. No, don't put it in your cup. Right. I don't. I don't argue with you. I don't think it would have helped Van Helsing, but I. But no, I agree no. with you in most cases. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what? Because no, because we were fine with the visual effects. I don't think anyone complained. Uh, it was mostly. It was mostly it, other it, it makes the salient point though. For this movie, I don't think it would have helped. No, it wouldn't have mattered. And, no. And not for much. me, it's also about expectations. Like, and you can get your expectations understood really quick, like within a couple of minutes of a film, uh, like early on when you first see Dracula fly up into the sky and he meets the brides and it's horrible. It's badly, badly animated. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I don't want to see that on a big screen. I want that on the littlest screen yeah, possible. Yeah. So I don't... <laughs> That's a good point. You know? That stuff in the sky was, whew, that was rough. And, and so like, I would never watch game of Thrones on a phone. Oh my gosh. But I just have I have better expectations for it, is what I'm saying. I'd watch it on my iPad. I'd do it on my Pro. That wouldn't bother me. I do. In fact, I do that. <laughs> I, right. I watch all kinds of stuff because it's up close. It's like a big screen in your face. It's all up mm-hmm. in your face. Oh yeah, it's also it is it does vary as well. Like you're right. If you have a screen closer to your face, it's almost like looking at a 110 inch screen yeah, farther away. Yeah, and I put like but, a, a plug in my headphones and get a really good right. surround sound experience. But even even with that said, I mean, I, I think your eyes are not as prone to get tired and you're not as prone to get tired uh, looking at something this uh, further throw away as opposed to something that's super close. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, see that. So, I mean, all that can affect your mood during a movie. Yeah. And uh, eh, I don't know. Mood movie. That's just me. 
Uh, our next film is not a film. It's a Halloween episode of a television series. In fact, the fifth episode of Supernatural, which is Halloween. Season one. Focus. Yeah. Season one. We're going all the way back. And you're saying to yourselves, what? Supernatural? Why? Well, I don't know. But we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to find I out why. Yeah, <laughs> because really Dean and Sam Winchester demanded it. Uh, I like their car. I'll give them that. Uh, but yes, I, it's but it's, cool but it's very a very... Cool wasn't there an animated one we were trying to get and then... It was Scooby Doo one, yeah. Oh. But we decided to go a little bit further back. We're going to save the Scooby Doo one because we just Scooby Doo a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah, we just <laughs> Scooby Doo right, right on out of there. <laughs> we just Scooby dumbed our way through something. So that's all good. That's next week, right here on Film Sack. Everything through now and the end of the month is uh, nothing but Halloween kind of focused stuff, as it is every year. It's our tradition. We like doing it, and that's what you can expect next week. And you're like, why isn't it a movie, Scott? Well, because uh, one or more of us is out of town, and when we do that, we try to fill in with other stuff. That's what we're doing. Uh, That's it. We're done. Filmsack.com is the website you can visit and hang out on and do things with. Filmsack I can't talk. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. And as always, you can follow this show on Twitter at Filmsack. If you go to the Filmsack.com website, there are links to all of our Twitter accounts and a whole bunch of other information, including archives of the show, uh, all the ways you can get it, and uh, comments on each post for each episode are always welcome as well. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Why does it smell like wet dog in here?